I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Mixo.com slash DC Podcast. Welcome to the 2017 fundraiser podcasting event here at DCPodcast.com. This year, we're teaming up with World Wildlife Fund organization to raise money for this awesome cause. And this is the Flash Podcast segment of the marathon. And, and we're kicking off that. This year, we're doing a little bit different. This year, the Flash is kicking off the, the, the big charity event. I'm Andy B., one of your regular hosts uh, of the Flash Podcast. And I'm joined... By the amazing, the beautiful, the talented, the geekstastical, Amy Marie and Andrew B. Dyes. How are you guys doing today? Great. I am fantastic. This is a really great organization to be working with. Y'all know how much I love my animals. So anytime that I can like talk nerdy stuff and also help save the planet, I am in for like 20 minutes. Because then I have to go to actual work with the animals all day. So... I'm here for like 20 minutes, but I'm really excited. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, as, as, unfortunately, Brittany couldn't be with us, and uh, but but she will be back with us for the assembly show later tonight. And we're and also we're very we're happy to have you on, Amy and I'm, uh, So we will make we will make the best we have out of the t- 20 minutes. So um, so yeah, this is our first episode back as we we've been off for a little while, but now we're back. Uh, we're back for a, we we are coming back big, you know. Uh, so today today on this episode, we're for for charity. We're gonna discuss. Our favorite parts of season three, as well as discuss a little bit about what we want to see in season four. So, with no news to discuss, uh, but also a reminder that if you haven't done so already, go to dctvpodcast.com/fundraiser, uh, where you can donate to this uh, to this charity today. Uh, we're right now at the time of recording, we're sitting on. $920. So we've hit 61% of our goal already. We're trying to reach $1,500. And for, remember, when you donate, you automatically get entered into an amazing raffle with some cool DCTV prize sets and maybe something animal related. So make sure to donate and you will have the chance of being able to maybe win. So with that said, let's discuss our favorite parts of season three. So this could be storylines, this can be relationships, this can be new characters, villains, heroes, anything. So we're gonna start. Amy, let's start with you, and you can list your uh, you can list your some of your favorite parts. Oh gosh, some of my favorite parts. Um, I really enjoyed HR. I I know that 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 is a, a conflicting opinion amongst the fans. I really, really uh, enjoyed his character because I like seeing Tom Cavanaugh stretch his um, stretch his legs as far as an actor goes. I think he always does really impressively, so I think he turned in a really heartwarming performance. I thought he he was quirky and entertaining, and it was kind of nice to have a, a 
just sort of, I don't know, secular feel to the group. It's always so sciencey. It's always so science based. It was kind of nice to have that creative side and the and the writing side and all the moments where he's sitting there making his little romance novel. I mean, that that to me was really entertaining because that that added a different layer of depth to the characters. I think the greatest strength for me this season was the crossovers. I'm gonna be really honest. I think that they did really well when they they crossed over with the big invasion one supergirls crossover duet was amazing that's one of the the episodes this season that i have actively rewatched and i tend to judge uh, episodes depending on the show uh by their rewatchability and for flash i feel like a lot of times i will uh, i'll watch an episode and sit there and go eh, you know i don't feel like rewatching that or i'm not going to ever watch that again like that was cool but i probably won't ever make time to watch that again i have actively made time to watch the the duet crossover again. They just have such fantastic chemistry. It was really entertaining to watch. And again, it introduced a little bit more of that creative feel. I feel like sometimes we do get bogged down in the sciencey science. And this season was was admittedly very dark and and at times timey wimey convoluted even for us. And I feel like if it was convoluted even for us, there comes a point where 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 maybe it was it not too much. I just feel like there were certain times where I wish it had been a little bit more clear i don't know but for me the crossovers were the biggest strength of this season i really enjoyed seeing iris being a part of the team more i still would like to see her do more but i think that i enjoyed seeing her character that and um killer frost ironically despite the fact that we had a lot of issues with the fact that we couldn't figure out how her powers worked (laughs) andrew and i had extensive conversations about this on the episodes I I did enjoy seeing her character because again it added in another layer. So bottom line is anytime where it, where it let Flash kind of break out of its normal mold, I really really enjoyed. Were there any new? Um, we had some new villains come in this season. You know, some new characters. Uh, did you have um? Besides HR, was there anyone else that you had? You know, was there any of the new rogues something you, uh, that you enjoyed or um? Did you was there any? Because there, there was some new things we got added to season three. Um, remind me of some of the villains that were on We had, <laughs> is that right? We had, we had Mirror, Mirror Master. Master. We yeah. had the top, a uh, female version of the top, which is okay, cool. Okay, Mirror Master was cool, top, well, not so much. Okay, keep listening, this is fun. <laughs> keep listening. Uh, well, we also, ha- I mean, we had, we did have Savitar. Grodd, uh, remember the gorilla, Grodd, Gorilla didn't City. Didn't like the gorillas. No. No, I didn't, okay. I, 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 I was not a fan of that series of episodes. I was... I don't know. They felt. I, I let me rephrase that. I didn't dislike them, but they were not rewatchable for me. So they weren't clearly memorable. Um, but Abracadabra, that was that was fascinating. I liked that. I liked that portrayal. I thought that was very interesting. I understand that it was very different from the comics, but I enjoyed that portrayal. Uh, who else? I enjoyed Mirror Master. I thought that was <clears throat> that was entertaining for me, especially the future. Mirror Master, and then yes, I guess the big bad Savitar. I suppose that would that would be a a big villain. I enjoyed him more in the first half of the season before the Iris thing. I enjoyed him when he was bad for the sake of being bad, and was just evil for evilness' sake. That to me was more villainous. I know that villains are supposed to have a motive. But sometimes we we see that the past couple of seasons, all these villains have had really deep ingrained m- emotional motives. 
which is nice. And it, it's so funny. I wonder if I'd sit there if they, if he was just evil for evil's sake. I'd be saying, I wish he had a stake in the emotional case of the team or something. But there's something to be said for just a big bad who likes causing havoc. And I enjoy that sometimes. Um, I it was very emotionally heavy this season with discovering that it was future Barry, future future Barry, and time remnant Barry technically. That's true. That's you. Convoluted. <laughs> But overall, you know, I enjoyed I enjoyed the villains this season, but, you know, you could argue that they weren't particularly memorable. Then again, I have been working the past three days nonstop, so I also don't remember if I fed my dog this morning. Shit, you oh, mean, oh, so well, you're dogs. the villain. <laughs> well, you mean dogs now? Yes, dogs. No, my mom feeds the new husky. That's her dog. Ah, uh, okay. Well, you know. They're all part of the same families, so no. But um, but yeah, I mean, I would you say would you say that um, Savitar maybe? I mean, was it the the particularly the Iris part? You know, him killing Iris that kind of broke it a little bit, or was it the fact that it was some version of Barry that it was just okay, it doesn't work? No, the Barry thing was interesting. The Iris thing was what what I don't know why I just never connected with that storyline. Probably because we know that they would not kill her. We know that somehow they were going to get around that. And I know that the casual viewer may not. And there were a lot of fans that were really worried. But I think the three of us all collectively knew there was no way she was going to die. Um, because it, that that would have... <laughs> they would have hung themselves if they did that. So there, there, there was a part of me that always... That never made it real. I think it would have been more interesting if it was Cisco. Or more interesting if it was Caitlin or Joe. I think Joe would have been the kicker for me. Because Joe, I could have seen them being like, yeah, we could do that. That would have been something where I would actually have been concerned that they would have killed him. So the the, the constant idea that I knew that they weren't going to kill Iris made it very hard for me to connect to that storyline in general. But before that, Savitar was terrifying. After that, Savitar had some sort of weird grudge thing and it became less about stopping Savitar and more about saving Iris and it, it was just it didn't click well enough for me and that could just be me I know a lot of people really enjoyed that and a lot of people really did connect with that so I don't want to don't want to say oh if you thought Iris was gonna die you know you, you you don't know how it works but they could have they could have killed this Iris and brought back a different Iris I mean there were other options I just I never connected with that storyline now I since I know you um um uh, because I I I know you you have to leave in a couple minutes and so on. Uh, do you want to list some of the things that you want to see for uh, season 4 since I mean we don't know much about season 4 but we do know now that Clifford DeVoe I think that's how you say his name now. I, I've been practicing. AKA the thinker will be the big bad for season 4. Uh so like that's all we know but like what would you what do you hope to see in the fourth season of The Flash? Uh, I want Harry back. I, I, I don't want another version of Harrison as entertaining as HR was. I want Harry back, and I want him to come and be back on the team. And I want Cisco and Gypsy to go on a multiverse date. Uh, they, can go, they can go multiverse hopping. Instead of bar hopping, they go multiverse hopping. I really want... <laughs> my, my, like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I would be ecstatic if it did moment would be if somehow Iris met Lois Lane and got into broadcast journalism because of her. You know, like something along the lines of Lois is like, look, you're good with print, but have you ever tried standing in front of the camera before? 
something like that, or or even you know, even the way that Supergirl did Superman in the first season, where it was just text messages with Clark. I don't know. Can they have like a LinkedIn meeting with Lois Lane? I'm so down for that. I can really they have a, a sexual harassment meeting about his text tone? I miss you already. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was cute. <laughs> I, there, there's nothing more chilling than Clark Kent's text messages. <laughs> it's not. It wasn't that creepy. I mean, it was a little bit creepy, but it was Just, cute. Yeah. Mm. There. It, Okay, now I can see. No, I didn't think about that, but now I can see how that could be creepy. They were Bro- BFFs. No, it'll be fine. I'll just wait until like two minutes after you leave and then message you on Twitter, miss you already. <laughs> and see if you're like, oh, that's nice. That's not weird Re- at all. Rebecca in the chat is saying, why is Amy trying to take Lois Lane away from Supergirl? We're borrowing her for an episode, Rebecca. Gee, learn how to... No, and what I really want to see is for them to go on a double date with their respective uh, gentlemen and for Lois to know instantly that Barry's the Flash and for... Um, Iris to know instantly yeah. that Clark is Superman and they both like the boys both look at the girls like you told them and the girls are like no we're reporters we figure it out and then the boys are like mega fangirls of each other's persona like Clark loves the Flash and Barry loves Superman which we know Grant Gustin would be totally flipped out about mm-hmm. uh, I think that'd be adorable then they go on this double date and then the whole double date is Iris and Lois watching Barry and Clark fangirl about each other's powers and abilities and I, I think it'd be adorable do you have any like cast- i would watch a whole episode of that <laughs> do you have do you have any d- casting ideas for who should play lois because we still haven't met lois on uh, on supergirl Ooh, that's a good question um i i don't know i think it should be i think just just to to round it out i think since grant loves superman Whoever they cast for Lois should be like a diehard Flash fan from the start, since she was like a kid. I think that'd be interesting. Oh, I like that. I um, like that. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I, I don't know who I would cast as as that. I don't. I, I'd have to think about that. I don't, I don't know if I have a fan cast. We'll ask the fans in the chat. Who would you guys cast as Lois Lane? Casting call know. for Lois Lane. Channing Tatum and drag. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> Channing Tatum in drag. There is no other choice. Oh I mean, my gosh. is Elsa on the uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what's so funny is that his wife, you know, played Lucy Lane on Supergirl. So it's like we there definitely need to get get someone that looks like Jenna Dewan Tatum for sure. Who could so, he get? Last thing that I want to see for this season is okay. Actually, two things: a, a an impractical, funny one. I want to see a Team Flash fan club. Of all kinds of, of like super B listing metahumans and or and or humans pretending to be metahumans who are like trying to save the day and really failing at it because they're trying to impress the flash, but they're not they're not doing it malevolently. They just literally suck at being superheroes. And like they try to save a building and they manage to blow the building up kind of a situation and they think that they're villains, but they're actually super mega fans who just want to be on Flash's good side. Like I want I want a team flash fangirl club. That's that's the nerdy, silly thing. Uh, the more realistic thing along those lines is I want to see more good metahumans who yes. want to actually be a part of Team Flash or maybe they have their own group because it seems to me completely unreasonable that all of the metahumans turn out evil. Now, 
evil people will use their powers for evil reasons. And evil reasons obviously become the ones that are more commonly known. So for all we know, there are good metahumans who are doing basic things. Like maybe there's a metahuman in a hospital who can coagulate blood. Maybe he's saving the day by stopping, um, you know, he's, he's like saving trauma patients that come in and no one even knows. They just think he's an amazing doctor. <laughs> Amy? I, I'd like to see more everyday metahumans who are superheroes unless there is a genetic or somehow sciencey science reason why most of the metahumans turn out to be villains. That would also be interesting. There's a book called Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson, highly recommended, where uh, there's like this cataclysmic event on Earth and certain people get superpowers. Well, every single person who has superpowers is a villain. There are no good superpowered people. And as you use your superpowers, you turn evil. No matter, no matter how good you are to begin with, the superpowers turn you evil. So I think that, like, if that would be a storyline that we would follow, that would be interesting. But I, I don't know if that's realistic. I know that we have a whole slew of really amazing, fantastic, good metahumans, and we tend to see a trend where they're like, oh, yay, let's take all these metahumans and kind of sort of make them evil. Or let's take these, these, these aliens from Mars who are supposed to be bubbly and adorable and cute and make her in a fight club. I just watched the beginning of, of season two of season all. <laughs> Not a fan of the way they did Miss Martian. I am sure it goes. Oh. I hope it gets different from here, but that's no, the idea. Like, no, it gets I weirder. I'm, I, I ha oh, look as your fuck. as your friend. I have to warn you for the you know sake of your sanity. It's it's gonna get weirder. I'm sorry. So yeah, can we stop doing that? Can we stop making adorable, cute metahumans villains? I understand that if you have a whole bunch of really happy-go-lucky metahuman heroes, you're gonna need a villain for them to fight against. But let's choose the villains that are villains and let a couple heroes be heroes, yeah? Yeah. I I agree. I agree also, with that. Also, Barry Allen and Iris should get a dog. Possibly, probably a golden retriever. Just Named? Like. Oh, wait. Oh, oh I, I, know where, I know where Andrew's going. With where are you going with this? I, 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 are, you, are you going with the 90s TV show? <laughs> I don't think he's seen the 90s TV show. Oh, lot. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But you should um, watch it. Though. It's 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 very timeless. It's actually a lot. I, if you want to see more Mark Hamill as a trickster, I mean, that's a good place to stop. At to go to, I mean, to go to. I can't talk. Go on, Amy. No, that's about it. Uh, double date with Lois and Super and, and Clark Kent. Uh, dog, fangirl club, and more heroes. That about sums up my season four dreams. All right. Well. Um, would you do you wanna do you wanna take off here since I know it's uh, I think we yeah, run out. Of I do need to take off, but uh, I'm going to use this moment to get all animal animally on you for a second because okay. we are on we we are we are discussing and helping to save animals today. That's what we're doing. We are working to help protect the planet. We are being superheroes for the planet. We have already raised almost $1,000. That is incredible. This organization that we're working for is incredible. They are on basically every single continent, as is where I work at the zoo, at San Diego Zoo Global. We are on every single continent. So I would like to pop quiz. I'm curious, do either of you know, and I, I, I know Paul Blackthorne got really into this, but do either of you know, or any of the fans who are listening know, what material makes up rhino horn and elephant tusk? They're two different things. I, I so what, I, what makes up rhino horn? I slipped through. Oh, I do part. know this. Um, 
Oh, it's not car- keratin? No. Yes. Keratin. Is it? Yes. Oh. So, horn is keratin, which is the same stuff as your fingernails. What makes oh. up elephant tusks? Ooh. I only know the um I only know the keratin because of that whole thing about the people wanting to dye them. Yeah. So they're um elephant tusk would be it's not bone. It starts with an I. Oh, ivory. Really? Yes. Oh, that's the name where okay, thank God. That's that's the name of it. But ivory is a crystallized form of enamel. So it's literally your Oh there, yeah, okay. Enamel. Uh, so Did we win a prize? General... Yeah. <laughs> Do we win a prize? Andrew and I, we come uh, as a winner. You Our win my gratitude in letting me teach you. The, the thing with rhino horn is actually becoming a really big crisis. So there are people who believe in a lot of cultures around the world, specifically Asian cultures, that rhino horn ground up in a tea will cure cancer, that it's an aphrodisiac, that it offers medicinal properties, daily health benefits. They're literally grinding up toenails, putting it in a tea, and claiming it cures cancer, and claiming that it aids in their nighttime activities. Um, no, it's not going to help in any way, shape, or form. But the poaching is so bad right now that within the next 10 years, all of the African rhinos in the wild could be completely gone. We've gone from an average of 25 rhinos a year killed for their horn in the early 2000s to 1,500 rhinos a year in 2015. So we're looking at a 10-year period in which this poaching demand has gone up because the demand in Vietnam has gone up. And it's an education gap. So there's a lot of people who just don't know what it's made out of, who are willing to spend this money because they're desperate to cure their cancer. But they are literally spending $100,000 to $150,000 to buy a sharp toenail to cure cancer because there is someone somewhere who is going to say it and claim it and drug cartels and government officials who are being paid off, who are willing to make that a big deal. So please, please, please do me a favor. We have this huge platform. You are all people who are listening, people who tweet, people who join in. We have this incredible power with social media and the nerd community. It would be my dream and like sincerest goal if people just spread the word about rhino poaching and the fact that that people are shooting and killing these rhinos for their horn. And I should rephrase that. They're shooting and cutting off the horn. Most of the time, the bullet does not kill the rhino. We got a rhino in at the safari park uh, about a year and a half ago who had a bullet embedded in her hip. And it took us six months to clean it out enough to where the bullet actually worked its way out. She would have died from an infection in the wild. A lot of these rhinos are shot and killed and left on the field to bleed and just die in the most devastating, drastically horrible way possible. So anything, that's horrible. It is terrible. It's absolutely horrendous. And and it's even on preserves. This rhino that we had who came to the park was on a protected preserve. But these poachers are now going out in helicopters because the demand exists. The goal is if we can decrease the demand and educate then we can decrease the supply. And on the other side, you have to realize too, I don't want to villainize these poachers. That's, you know, that's where we watch these superhero shows and we go, oh, okay, but what's their inner motivation? Sometimes they're evil for evil's sake, but is there something else going on? And with the poachers in Africa, you have to understand that these people 
that are poaching make less money a year than I spend on groceries in a week. They are the poorest of the poor in the poorest of the poor countries. So to them, a rhino is a natural resource in their area available to feed their families. They see that as the only way that they are going to support their families. What programs like World Wildlife Fund and the San Diego Zoo Global do is go out and provide other options, build schools, help make fresh water more available, different farming techniques, different housing techniques, way, indoor plumbing, things that we take for granted that these rhino poachers want. They say, I want a house with indoor plumbing. I'm willing to go out and risk getting killed, killing this rhino and, and do this horrible thing so that I can support and feed my family. So our goal is also to be out on the, on the supply side and try to make that less of a big deal. Now there are cartels and there are literal rhino kingpins out there who are working to, 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 to make this, this huge gang industry. It's like a mafia. It really is. There, there's, there's there are members who are corrupting young kids into saying this is how you do it this is the only lifestyle the goal of world wildlife fund is to go out and say this is not the only lifestyle what can we do to help you make it so that we do not have to continue killing these rhinos so that's the goal of the world wildlife fund that's the goal of san diego zoo global that's why we are here so for those of you who are listening, um, I could talk for hours about this. I do talk for hours about this. And she, but... does, it, and she, does, and she does it well. <laughs> so please, sincerely, do what you can to help tweet, Instagram, Snapchat, visit a rhino, learn about rhinos, uh, ask me. I love talking about this. If you have questions, in-depth questions about how some of this stuff works, reach out to your local zoos, reach out to World Life, Wildlife Friend, Fund reach out to me. I would love to talk about it. And simple things you can do, just like tweeting out that, makes difference because we all live in a political climate or in a climate in general where someone says something on the internet, someone else is going to see it. There's a lot of misinformation going out. Do me a favor, help me get the correct information out. That makes a big difference. And that's how you can literally be a superhero for the planet. Exactly. Well said. Well said. And, uh, you know, if for any of our flashbacks, if you want to, you know, ask questions in more depth, you can email the flashbacks email and I can send it to Amy so she can maybe respond to you to any questions you might have if you have an extended question and so on. But also there's also Twitter. So, uh, yes, I mean, I if I ever have, see, if I ever have animal questions, I always go to Amy because I know she will always know what what to say. She she always has the right answers. So, you know, th that's that's awesome that you that. That, you, that you're so vocal for this, Amy. We, I think we need more people like you out there that is vocal about the things that some of these beautiful, amazing animals are going through. Uh, like, I, I can't believe they actually... So they... I can't believe that those... What was it? You call them poachers? Yes. So, yeah, I can't believe they actually attacked... You know, went after a rhino at a preservation. That's, you know, that's... Like, I mean, it's sounding. I mean, you don't think it happens, but it does on a very regular basis because those are often the largest congregation of rhinos. So for them, the poachers, it's a considerable risk, but the payoff is much uh, greater than if they're just hunting in the wild. And Andrew, what you were talking about, excuse me, what you're talking about of them dying the horns doesn't always work right. because um, poachers will still go out and they can just shave off the top. So it's like fingernails. You can literally shave and file the horn down. So dying it different doesn't help. Let me rephrase that doesn't help as much as we would like. 
they definitely help cutting off the horns ahead of time definitely helps. So you can remove a rhino's horn up until right. about the one inch right above the nose and it'll grow back again. It's like cutting your fingernail. If you cut your fingernail, it grows back. If you yank your fingernail out, it doesn't grow back. So there are different techniques to go about, but a lot of them are really hard because the bottom line is the demand is so high, the supply will do whatever they can to meet it. Well said. Well, I... I, I don't. I want to make sure you don't get late for work. So, uh, yeah, but but you know, I mean, we, we we can maybe talk about this on air at some point. I mean, look, we we're not going to stop doing fundraisers. You know, maybe we'll do something. You know, there's so many great aspects of the uh, WWF. So we, uh, I made it sound like <laughs> for a second I thought I said WWE, but I meant WWF, not wrestling. Nothing to do with <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> nothing to do with wrestling. But uh, but Amy, where can uh, before you go, please tell everyone you they can find you on social media and if they're in San Diego and they want to talk to you more about animals. Uh, you guys can find me at Amy underscore Marie 97 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also come and join me at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. I am there doing tours. So if you want to come, just uh, look me up, let me know, and I'll get you on board. Morgan, who uh, is from the Legends podcast and Supergirl Radio, her parents came in town. They took one of my tours. They loved it. So you should totally come. Awesome. Especially if you're coming in town for, for Comic-Con. Uh, I, I don't work Wednesdays, but if you come the Tuesday or Monday before Comic-Con or the stay the Monday after, like if you're making a vacation out of it, you should totes come ride one of my tours and we can talk about The Flash too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm I flying into San Diego on, t- on that Tuesday before Comic-Con, you know, like the day before Comic-Con, so like I might, uh, maybe I will sh- show up a surprise and be like, hey, surprise, now t- tour me around this amazing world that you love. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. I want to surprise see. me because you have to book a ticket ahead of time because I only do certain tours. Okay, I I, I, I gotta go. I gotta all right, go. Cool. Drive to work. <laughs> all right. Well, drive safely. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us, and we will talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye. All right. So, guys, at the time of recording right now, we are at nine hundred and forty-five dollars. So we we, we, we we got a donation while we were talking. So thank you very much to that donator. And uh, now let's turn it to Andrew. Let's turn it to Andrew. Um, while people go to dcstevehoggins.com slash fundraiser and donate, tell everyone some of your favorite parts of uh, Season 3 at the Flight. I mean, you must have hated Josiel. Yeah. Um, oh, was that even in this season? Um, yeah, I mean a yeah. bit. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to run down the things I hated. No, um... <laughs> No, I obviously loved um, Gorilla Grodd jumping that, like, 15 stories uh, and landing on the street and being okay. Um, I I should say I have a few favorite things that are very different. The one thing that always sticks out in my mind as, I guess I could say, my favorite, um, like, quirk of of the, the show being made is the fact that in the fiction of the show now, these telekinet or telepathic gorillas use people to speak for them, um, and then just at the end of the conversation, decide to like come around from the corner they were hiding behind and speak themselves. And I know that's because of the budget in, in actually animating those characters, but it is still my favorite thing in the world that they will just you know. I guess they just think it's fun. Like, I can picture them, like, snickering around the corner or being like, oh, yeah, I'm really killing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's one of my all-time favorite moments. Uh, that's what I'm taking away from the Gorilla City stuff. 
The moment that really sticks out for me, and it is a shame because it was, I think it was even in the pilot or the premiere, was getting to see Reverse Flash being his, you know, most like vicious and malevolent and cackling villain. Um, when he was kind of tormenting Barry with, you know, you did all of this, you're you're making us insane. You know, when he was kind of laughing at him, saying the more you use your speed, the more you lose your memories when they were in Flashpoint. Uh, I think they're just a great pairing, the, the the two of those characters and actors, that it really felt like in that premiere episode, they did elevate each other. And then, you know, Barry asking, or, or Thawne making Barry ask him to kill his mother. Oh, that was like deliciously evil. Yeah, and that it was just... You know, I think he he said like uh, I me- I remember it better than a lot of the stuff that happened after it. Uh, even though it was farther away, was um, you know he said with pleasure, and then I think he said I hate you and I hate you too, and it was just like we're we're kind of locked in this thing. And I think that's really neat because it it feels like those characters have been at odds longer than they actually have been in the way they talk, and you just buy it because of the actors. So that I loved. Um, I, I, I'm always, I, I guess I'm kind of torn here because a lot, it, it was like the things that I liked were kind of, or the things that I really, really liked and stuck with me from, were from different storylines. Um, I think kind of what Amy, the villains this season did not really jump out to me all that much because they were just very much, you know, paling in comparison to Savitar, but. I thought the crossover was a lot of fun. Is it cheating to say that my favorite part of the season was Win in the crossover? He he wasn't well since he was in the crossover episode. That's, that that counts. It was a flash episode. You can say that. Yes. No cheating. Okay. You're not cheating. You're b- bonus points for Andrew for not cheating. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm. I guess I'm kind of, well, you know, I liked Killer Frost when she was just being Killer Frost. Me too. So, like, a, a lot of these things were kind of like, because I don't I don't dislike the show at all. So the things that I like are just kind of countered by things that are like an asterisk beside all of them. Or, or just kind of like, you know, you're invested and they didn't do it perfectly. So I feel like there's a lot of things to talk about. And it, it's the reason why I'm more interested in the next season is because so many of those things were done well or were done interesting. You have Matt Lesher. I have to assume I really don't want Thawne to be missing now. And I feel like that is just too big, a uh, you know, potential character. Like he is kind of the, bi- the, the boogeyman basically they can bring him back where they want, but it does kind of suck that I, I liked Julian, but it almost feels like at some point he was just not in the show anymore. Um, yeah, like that one episode where he just like disappeared, like when they needed yeah. him the most. He's like, "Oh, I went to kill his mother to make to make this va- vaccine and the cure." I can't do it, regular Jackson. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that was perfect. Was that? Did we get Tom? Was that Tom? No, <laughs> Tom felt it. First of all, oh, Tom, Tom felt it. Everybody. Tom felt it. Don't make me blush, Andrew. And Tom felt it. First of all, sounds like a man. I sound like I don't know what I sound like. Uh, I've been defined. My voice has been defined as semi-gay, which is fine. Uh, but you know, no, I'm not kidding. Like someone, like literally in a store once, like like a grocery store was like, "Are you semi-gay?" I'm like, "What?" But that's a long. That's a story Wait, for another that time. 
I don't know. A hyphen in there? I don't know. It's like when I got <laughs> there's a, there's a hyphen in there. It's you should hear my story of when I got tossed out of a comic book store when I didn't know who Jeff Johns was like several several years ago. Oh well, hey, look. Okay, I apologize for doing that, and I thought we had moved beyond. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what I see. If I was living in Canada at that point, and Canada is supposed to be all polite and what stuff, like why did you throw me out? No, you walked around throwing out garbage like that. I'm gonna tell you what's what. Uh, <laughs> but no, I guess like what, what were your favorites? I'm My sure favorite, or if you have input on some of mine that you thought were also terrific. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I gotta say that some of the villains were. They did. I mean, I agree about the villains. I mean, I, I I did love Mirror Master a lot. I don't know why he gets so much criticism from um, viewers. What I mean, of course, it would be great if he would put on the suit. I mean, the green orange suit. Uh, Cisco, get on that. Uh, but uh, could you imagine if like he got if Cisco got kidnapped just to make him a super suit? He's like, uh, I mean, I've gone through worse stuff, but okay, that's fine. Um, but I, I actually dig Savitar a lot as a concept of having him, you know, seeing our hero, a version of our hero being evil. I really dig that. I mean, I will say this. I dig them more than Zoom. There, I said it. People, wow. I I love, um, oh my God, what's his name? I love um, Teddy Sears as Hunter Zolomon, but... It was just so fascinating to see Grand Gunson because I love him when he plays a villain. I mean, even though I hated Sebastian on Glee, but that that was the point. You were supposed to hate him. He was just so deliciously evil as Savitar. I mean, look, I still want a freaking explanation to why his face looked like a half-crusted pizza. But Yeah, they never even hinted at that, right? I mean, I swear to God, if there is a deleted scene on the Blu-ray and DVD where they... Perfectly explain why he got it, but they didn't air. I'm like, you didn't air this because, um, but you know, I will digress. I I would say this one. Uh, one of the things I did really enjoy this season was the addition of Gypsy. She was very fun to see as a recurring character here and there. And I definitely hope, like uh, like Amy said, I definitely want to see her and Cisco go on a multiverse date. You know, go see a movie on Earth two, have dinner <laughs> on Earth nineteen. Why not? And no, 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 not, she can't go back to Earth 19. Uh, but I like, have right. dinner at Earth, Earth 38. Uh, maybe they could crash land like with some like sushi at, <laughs> at in Catco's office. And Miss Teshmarker could be like, wait, again? We just got this new table. Where do you, yeah. where do you people come from? Um, <laughs> uh, that was so funny. Uh, but I, I will say that one thing that was, I mean, I was mixed on this this season, but I really liked Captain Cold in every episode he was in, but it still sucked that he's still dead. Um, I mean, I can't, Andrew, can, can you believe that we lost Reverse Flash on Legends, we lost Captain Cold again on Legends, and we lost Captain Boomerang on Arrow. That's so unfair. Yeah, Captain Boomerang especially was really cut down, you know, before becoming any... It's also kind of weird because it Especially like thinking of Mirror Master and Captain Cold, the Captain Boomerang that the Flash would introduce feels like it would be more fun. So uh, it does kind of, it is a little bit of a regret that that was used as a crossover and he was very, 
arrow-fied. Like I like the character. I had no, I had no real problems with him. But I love that you. I love that you've embraced a word that is arrow-fied because like yes. that's what we, after season four. That's all we, we during the live show last year. We were like, well, Damian Dark was great before he got arrow-fied. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I and you know, I, but I will uh, also agree that I think just uh, I did love Zoom. Like I loved him just as a like he was terrifying, like just as a menace. And then the way Teddy Sears played that, I also really loved. Just kind of you know, that's, it's so much more fun. That's being the hero and the villain. Yeah, uh, I. But Grant, I mean, it, it, that it probably has to be. Despite what I thought about, you know, episode to episode stuff, um, I, Grant Gustin only ever impressed me. So the fact that he can do that in a third season of a show, I, and I, I do think having him play, a, you know, well, a villain and then kind of a defeated Barry, um, that was all great. That just makes me want them to start meeting more alternate universe berries but i also don't want him to do that because then i remember jay's speech with the you know coffee cup so don't do that but maybe at least ezra miller at some point you know because i will say that i do want grand gus and ezra miller's flash to meet at some point how what do you mean how like before barry comes back like they're in the speed force Oh, like oh, oh, literally... oh, we're so, oh, so we're still pretending that Barry's never coming back. Okay, no, I'm, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kidding. No, I mean, like, when Barry, of course, after he comes back at some point, like, maybe in season five or six, it would be great, like, if Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller, like, if Ezra Miller gets started on an episode, like, he comes from Earth DCE. That, can they give us a number already? What number what is, is it the DCU? Earth D, I guess, is probably what it would be, just Earth to what? make people stop asking. Earth D? Why Earth? Number? Well, wasn't Earth? It wasn't powerless Earth P, but that doesn't count. It got canceled. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's so me. No, but like the Earth DCEU must have a number. Well, that well, no, but okay, this is the problem because Barry is just a different person on that Earth, right? Like he is a, like his father is a different person. He's a different person, which calls in a question. Then, if we can even apply that, it is the same multiverse because if the like genetic cascading can result in completely different people being quote unquote Barry Allen and being the flash, then the multiverse is like a billion times bigger than Well, it's called multiverse for a reason, Andrew. <laughs> that, that's what, that's yeah, but it's also there we're also meeting people from Earth three and Earth nineteen. It, like someone needs to be like, oh there are billions. Like I've met Barry and you're not him at all. Which I mean, would just be like, oh, okay, then this is kind of I don't even know if the term multiverse really. Look, I'm know, just like, going with what Jeff Johns has said. He said that DCEU and DCTV universe are existing within the same multiverse. So I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can link it to the be, interview. Boy, that would be... I mean, I don't think... Well, yeah, you know what? Anything is possible, and it would be the Flash. That exactly. Would have. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we're, why are we questioning that they could look different when we're talking about a TV show with sharks with pads? That's that's fun for you, Brittany. Uh, you know, talking gorillas and like time travel-y, multiverse Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I don't think I loved about season three. I I loved all the West Island stuff that we got. 
I, I, you know, I will say that even though I didn't like the whole like, hey, let's take the female lead and dangle her for, in front of the viewers and make them think that she's gonna die when in fact she's not gonna die. And I loved all the things that we got. I loved the proposals. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't believe I had to say proposals. Uh, I mean, of course, the second one was more magical because you know he sang to her every hour, every minute. I uh, sorry, since Iris said it in the finale, <laughs> I've been just quoting her. Like anytime I talk to someone, I just try to lead into a sentence that I where I could say every hour, every minute. But I I, I love that. I really feel like this is becoming the best and strongest loving relationship in the DC TV franchises. Um and not you know, no offense to um Sanders fans or Kara and Monel fans and oh, please that, that 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 other ship that other thing on that show. Um I'm trying to even be nice here. They break up even if Barry dumps Iris it was it only once? Or did they break I, up more than once this season? It feels like more than once. I don't think he dumped her. He technically said, "Let's go get on. A, let's go on a break." Oh, we're gonna dig this up again. All oh, right, who's God. Team Ross? Sorry, I'm Team Ross. By the way, I'm just gonna plant my flag there, which I guess is Team Team I, what? Friends? Oh, Team. Oh, so I'm Team. Uh, am I Team? What's the name Rachel? of Rachel? I guess oh, you are. But I thought. Wait, isn't Jennifer? Didn't Jennifer Anderson play Monica? Oh, I no, can't Rachel. keep up. I can't keep up. I can't keep up, Andrew. Um, yes, Rebecca, they were on a break. Thank you. Were, and the they, girl they, from the copy place gave him a thumbs up behind the door. She was good people. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. We have an actual question. I take it as the TV universes are metaphorically speaking on the same continent while the mu- movie universes are across the far ocean. Yes, I, w- I would think that would. Because if you go into like, if you meet anybody from a parallel Earth and they are physically the same person, like 99.9% of that person's life has occurred exactly the same. So if, if you are taking that a different person can be Barry Allen and a different person can be Henry Allen, then 99.9% of a full-grown person's life could be a different universe, which is like, there's a, I mean, there is a completely different multiverse where Ezra Miller was did you know different things from the moment he was born. Like, then we're talking, like, forget Earth-19. It's, like, Earth-9,999,000,000, right? Like, it would need to be something... But hold on, hold on, then. Barry has seen John Wesley's ship's flash from the TV show. That means that in this... Yes, I win. (laughs) No, but also, but... But we don't know if that was... That could have just been another suit of Jays. Aha. I, I, yeah. See what we did there? <laughs> I, Thank you, Rebecca. Lois Lane is the key. You were right about him. Oh, you were right. Man. You were always right about him. Yeah. Um, although I agree with Jay saying in the chat, the multiverse can have people who is in no who in no way resemble each other. Yeah, we just won't meet them. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, we could one day. Never say never. I mean, look, Jeff Johns, who is you know who co-created the show, he's now r- running DC Films. I he loves the multiverse. He's the one who's been trying to bang multiverse into the executives' heads for years now. Why yeah. do you think we? Why do you think we got Superman like a month after he was announced? Uh, Superman on Supergirl a month after he was promoted to uh, 
DC Films co-head. I'm just saying. Oh, let's stick with the Flash. All right. Should we All right. talk about our next season hopes? Yes, I think we should do that. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty. I mean, to just some of my season three thoughts. I, I enjoyed West Island. I enjoyed the crossovers. I, I did really love Savitar as a big bad, and also I did really enjoy the addition of Gypsy as a character, and also Tracy Brand. She was she surprised me because I thought she was going to be like this cookie cutter Caitlin character that came in, and but she what she had her own thing, you know. Yeah, I think I was with you. I think I was kind of I meant to say Amy said there were people who didn't like HR. That is astounding to me because HR and Tracy were like I those are one of my favorite combinations of characters, period. I mean, he would I mean, he had his moment for me, but to me I would just like give me back Harry. Like sure, can, yeah. can, can we stop with this orphan black like pseudo thing of like bringing in a new Harry every every season? Just give us a perfect one which is Harry Wells. Like, can we just blow up Earth 2 and just have him be forced to move on, live on Earth 1? I mean, that sounded very, like, homicidal. Like, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, blow yeah, up so... Earth 1. Who cares? Okay, so what do you what do you want to see with Season 4? We know that DeVoe is coming. They're casting the role right now. He's supposedly going to be, I think, very close to his combo character, I guess. But what yeah. do you want to see in Season 4? I, I would like to see... And it sucks because I think the odds are not terrific. But I would really, really like to see Barry gone for a not short amount of time. Like, if if we get to see him, I would like to see him wherever he went. So that, you know, the, his friends and... I, like, I want the moment of his return to mean something, I guess is what I'm really saying. I want it to be... You know, that moment, like, um, to, well, to kind of sidestep it, like, the, we, where we have, like, the Avengers, and you're going to have Thanos, and in the comics, he kills Captain America. I don't know that they'll do that in the movie, but regardless, every, Thanos is, like, then unbeatable, and then Captain America comes back. And it's like, oh, my God, this is why you did it. Like, this is why you take him out. So that the moment when he comes back and says, you know, like, I'm the guy or whatever... I mean, I know exactly what he says. Don't. Well, actually, he says, as long as one person stands against you, you haven't won. Um, but <laughs> what was that I, voice? I want the same thing here. I want I want Barry to be gone long enough so that when he comes back, it actually has the weight of, you know, how, how many episodes do you want to be okay? Like, it's going to be okay now because our hero has returned. So, I mean, I'm I'm talking like, you know four, five, six episodes. Like, follow him doing his own thing outside of the world where uh, our characters get to look at him and in the suit. Um, you know, I want him to I want him to come busting out of the Speed Force in his new suit when it is like we are at, you know, at the end of our... Yes, uh, Buffy, exactly. Like, that is... You want that? I mean, I, I don't want it to be that like tragic, <laughs> you know, when we get further into the season. But um, oh my yeah, god, I, mean, I just saw the return. I, I just saw this. I'm like, no, let's not have like Willow come in and bring <laughs> pull Barry out of heaven. Okay, I love what you're saying about that, and I want to add something to that. What if Barry returns in the crossover, which will be episode seven or eight? 
Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be the most epic thing ever. Especially if you just see the lightning at first. Like, just the way you would do it in the comics, where everybody is going... Well, and we were kind of talking about that, like... Um, uh, oh, jeez. Wow, the name flew right out of my head. Uh, ter- not Terminal Velocity. Um, you know, the one where, where it was Wally that came back, and he had been into the Speed Force and had been to the other side. And then well, came back. Isn't that, isn't that the storyline? Terminal, terminal, is terminal that? Okay, yeah, maybe... And then it's, you know, everybody is kind of wondering what is this that we're even witnessing and what we're seeing is the new evolved hero, which is, you know, then like catapults the show forward into doing new stuff, but also is basically rooted in everybody so relieved that he's back. I would kill for that. If, if we had that in a crossover with a good villain or if, you know, God forbid the first five episodes are like the villain getting the better of our heroes because they just can't do it without Barry. Then that's not a dig against Wally or anybody else. It's just Barry's Barry. Like they need yeah. to come up against something that requires him to come back. Exactly. I, I mean, I hope for the crossover that we get to meet the crime syndicate this year. I really want to see. Is that all, a good? G- all of them? Like oh, but but Oliver is like in happy. Like Andrew, Andrew, don't do this to me. I, you know how much I would like if I see, like, oh my God, Justin Hartley as the Green Arrow, and we're like, oh, I think you were can, talking can, like evil, like have you know Melissa Benoist and like Grant Gustin, and then Stephen Amell, and uh, everybody's playing evil, but then Stephen Amell is like, why are you guys dark <laughs> all the time? I would. Oh, I have one more thing I have to add about my favorite part of season three: getting Andrew and Brittany as co-hosts because it's moments like this that I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you're part of this family, Andrew, because oh, oh, we're gonna bro out so much at Comic Con to the point where it might get disturbing. Like you, you might be, you might get creeped out by me. Uh, no, but like that is an ex- like, oh my god, you know much how much fun you and me and Rebecca could have about that. Uh, Rebecca Johnson from Supergirl Radio for those who are uh, who are not familiar, but like, like that would be so hilarious if Stephen Amell's Oliver from Oh God, what Earth did this oh. comes from? Um, oh, what Earth? Is it? Oh, I was thinking, but I, uh, yeah. But I, I want, I want, or I want the crime syndicate for the crossover. Uh, and I hope that I also agree with Andrew that I think Barry should be gone for a couple episodes, like at least five or six. And I think what the cool thing that we could do with, you know, because I don't know how this, maybe you know this better, Andrew, but like, I don't know how it works with actors who are leading, leading roles on shows, how their contracts work. But I, if you have to have Grand Gustin in every episode, then I think it would be nice, kind of like if we, each episode, we see Barry in a flashback with one character. Like they're thinking, like you're, they're all trying to move on and find uh-huh. peace. Yeah, so like they think back to a memory that we have not seen of like when Barry was really there for said person. Like what you know, Caitlin flashes back to a scene that we have never seen between her and Barry. Like you know, yeah. because and it's the same thing with Iris and Wally and Joe. Everything like that. That way, you can still have Grand Gustin on the show each episode, but. He will yeah, still, like, I, I would be shocked if they don't do that. Because that seems like a perfect... Because we're looking at Barry, who he used to be. Exactly. Right? Like, and bring in who he, is, who he has become. Exactly. I, uh, for, You know what I really want to see for Iris in season four? Let the girl go to... Let, hashtag, let Iris go to work. Yeah. Like... I want her. I mean, you know what? Let's maybe let's bring in his uh, idea of Lois Lane ha- coming in and be like, "You know, girls." So I mean, you're you're doing fine in print. 
Well, you should have you ever have you met broadcasting television, <laughs> broadcasting journalism? <laughs> I just I, finished I, her, I, I just I want like the <laughs> opening montage of her getting ready for her work day set to music where we actually see that Iris is like a human person who like brushes her teeth and like rushes to get ready, you know, to to go places because she's kind of just always she appears and like obviously Candace Patton is always looks very put together, but she's just there all of a sudden. Like she's just we have no glimpse into her life. We got it briefly when uh she was with Eddie, but since then it's just kind like, of like are you saying what, the barrier ruins her? <laughs> well, yeah, she, like she covers news at like I mean <laughs> she looks at she looks she rescreen and her Hollywood and like she wants to be like, I wish I could write about entertainment. Yeah. By the oh, way, yeah. the, the the thing Andrew said about Thanos killing Captain America, that's a that's a screen exclusive for Avengers Infinity War. Stay tuned for more details. Confirmed question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh whoops, Andrew broke embargo. Marvel series coming for us. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. No, but I really I really want to see more things for Iris. And oh, you know what? I want justice for the women on for on the flash for season four. Like I let, I mean, okay, look, I love West Allen, I love Caitlin, I love all these female characters, but I, they need to be so much more than just th- the love interest they have in their lives. Like, I want to see Iris go to work. Yeah. I, I want to see, you know what, I would love if Iris, like, if, if she doesn't go to, to broadcast journalism, I would love to see maybe if someone become the, you know, the editor-in-chief of Central City Picture News, or Central Citizen. I mean, you know we should work at Central Citizen at some point in the future. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I would like them to show her good at her job. Yeah, and because we know she is. We know she's good you know, at her but job. We're being told that. Like, I want to see. I want to be watching and have her do something, and me go like, "Oh, you know, like, oh, she's actually just totally owned. She got you." Not I stumbling also, into like a gun. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't remember, even remember what that was. I want. You know what? I also want to see what I've been wanting to see for the past four years, almost. The rogues. I want to see the mother effing rogues with some version of Captain Cole and Heatwave bringing all these iconic villains together and give us a new Captain Boomerang because yeah, Arrow. Um, I mean they could they could introduce uh oh his name what is the second one the second Captain Boomerang uh Mer- oh, Boomer Owen Mercer Mercer yes oh uh, Owen Mercer Owen Mercer we could bring him in yeah I'd be and, on board. Uh, so I really hope I really hope that happens, and um, let's see what yeah, before we wrap up. Let's see what the chat is saying. I want to see what people are wanting to see for season four of the Flash. Let's see. Um, My heart is being broken about bringing up Chantel, oh, Van Patten. Oh, what what about wait what about what her? Van Sat- What's her last name? Sh- Sh- Chantal Van Staten. Okay. Staten. Yes, I'm yeah, Patty. Who, who I don't even like thinking about what the show was when she was in it because I loved. Uh, you loved Patty. Oh, I loved. Well, I loved the scenes with her and Barry. That seemed like such a healthy, like arc we were on with them being an so, actual. You're couple. saying. Are you saying that? I, so you're saying that Iris and Barry are not healthy? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Andrew. I'm just. Yeah. just you know what? I would like to see scenes that, together that aren't like just brief before something horrific happens. I want to, you know, if they bring back Patty, you know what I would love to see her. I, I would love to see her become a Hot Pursuit, like in the comics. Yeah, that's she a, can, yeah, she can do it. I mean, I also know she has other jobs, but 
Yeah, uh, maybe maybe that'll just me. That'll be me and like you know, she's my angel. If we're keeping the Buffy thing going, and everyone will be like, oh no, it's Spike, it's Spike. You're wait. It's always Angel. She she's the angel to Barry's Buffy. Yeah, I would say so. Or or for the Gilmore Girls, she would be like the Marty, like the the college guy to to her Rory, who I always thought was right. Iris is not Logan. I want to make that very clear before the chat like explodes. Yeah, no, I. Oh. We're gonna have so much fun this summer, Andrew, with <laughs> with more season four wishes. Uh, but we're get, we're sad we're gonna have to wrap up now uh, because it's actually time for uh, for Quiver the Greener Podcast to come in, which I'm actually gonna be on with uh, Amanda and Mike from Quiver the Greener Podcast. So you uh, can yeah. piss our idea for the crossover. I mean, uh, Michael has heard it now, so like, I, I, you know what? To be continued about what Michael Cohen thinks about Andrew and Andy's idea Thank for you. Oliver Queen from Crime Syndicate. But guys, remember, head over to dcpocket.com slash fundraiser and make a donation if you haven't done so already. At the time of recording, I believe we're still at $945. Uh, we're trying to raise $1,500, so we hit 63%. So, But uh, before we go, uh, Andrew, you want, you want to tell everyone what they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Andrew B. Dice, D-Y-C-E, and everything I write over at ScreenRant.com. And guys, I mean, look, I always gush about Andrew's articles, but like, since Wonder Woman came out, I mean, there's been some killer pieces, and he, so that you guys, make make sure you check them out, uh, because Andrew is one of the smartest people that I know, and he's written some really, you know, awesome, you know, accurate stuff, um, like Andrew, I, I'm just gonna say, Andrew, I'm a fan. I'm I'm your fan girl. I'm just gonna say it. Oh, I'm I'm yours. Oh, you're making me blush. And uh, you've also written. You also you have a you had a great flash article. I think. Um, you had about. Um, yeah, I I know you had at least two flash articles at, right after the finale. And uh, you you, you want to bring up uh, what's what those were so people can check them. Yeah, out. one of them was uh, whether Barry could become the villain. Of uh, of the next season when he comes back, kind of a Black Flash idea there, um, and then another one that maybe that lightning storm was uh, what it might have actually looked like if we're doing the Speed Force thing, and there will be a lot more speedsters. So you can find those. I'll probably tweet them out. I'll tweet them out so they'll be easy to find. All right, cool. Hey guys, you know where you can find me on social media, all at Andrewbacked. So guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to the Flash Podcast segment. For all the people in the live chat, don't go anywhere because Quiver the Greener Podcast is gonna be on right on in just a few moments. So for all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.